0: Do you already know the things that could prevent you from obtaining legal status in the United States? Don't worry, today I'll explain the top five reasons why this happens and give you some advice if you find yourself in one of those situations. In a prior video, I talked about the nine pathways to obtain legal status if you're an immigrant. And that's the first of the 953 method Uh, that we've used to help over 5,000 immigrants achieve legal status. So the nine refers to the nine pathways. In today's video, we're going to talk about the five things that could disqualify you. I invite you to subscribe to our channel and activate notifications to receive updates on this and other videos using the 953 method. So, let's get started! disqualifier that could prevent you from achieving legal status is criminal acts. I know, big surprise, right? One of the biggest disqualifiers for any kind of of immigration legal status in the United States are criminal convictions. Some might think that taking a low cost item like stealing, uh, you know, it's just not serious. I'm here to tell you that even stealing an item that's worth $5 can lead to your deportation. Don't take the chance. Remember, you have to demonstrate good moral character to prove that you deserve any legal status that you're requesting. That analysis will include criminal convictions and drug offenses, meaning even possession of an illegal drug could disqualify you. Does that include marijuana? Yes, it does. Even if it's legal in the state where you live, it's still a crime under federal law and immigration is federal law. Let me give you two more examples of minor offenses. Traffic violations. Traffic violations like speeding, running a stop sign, parking in a restricted area, are examples of minor offenses under both state and local laws. By themselves, they may not disqualify you, but some states, like New Jersey, consider a DUI, what I mean, driving under the influence of drugs or alcohol, as a traffic offense. Federal law considers a DUI very serious New Jersey consequences are harsh, but it's considered a traffic offense, not a criminal offense. Minor credit card fraud. Committing minor credit card fraud, first of all, it probably isn't anything as minor credit card fraud, but put that issue aside. I use minor to refer to an amount. But what we're talking about is unauthorized use of a credit card for a low value purchase. I'm not talking about buying a house for $300,000 with someone else's card. We're talking about going and what would be considered a minor offense under federal law. So like in New Jersey, it might be something that's less than $200 or less than $500. It really depends on whether you're talking about the state or you're talking about federal government. Every state has their own penal rules. But even when the state considers it minor, would encourage you not to commit them. It's better to have a clean record and show yourself as a good citizen if you're looking to obtain legal status. Theft, fraud, that's Those are immoral acts, and those things will be used against you. Don't take unnecessary risks. If you find yourself charged with these crimes, don't take a chance. Hire an attorney. Make sure you don't just plead guilty because it's only a $300 fine, right? The consequences are so much worse for an immigrant than for a US citizen. Don't take the chance. Number two. The second top reason why you could be disqualified from achieving legal status is fraud. Seeking legal status can lead many people to do desperate acts, like providing false or misleading information, making up relationships or events that aren't true, with the purpose of receiving an immigration benefit. These actions are fraudulent. Fraud is the second thing that can disqualify you and prevent you from obtaining legal status. Let me give you some examples of things that are considered like fraud in the immigration context. Fraudulent marriage. You might think that marrying your American citizen friend is an easy way to obtain citizenship, regardless of whether the marriage is genuine or not. If your relationship isn't genuine from the start, it's still considered fraudulent. By the way, there are marriages that start off for love and a couple decides to stick together to not get divorced until legal status is achieved, that could also be considered fraudulent. So be very careful. Fraudulent marriage can keep you from getting a green card for the rest of your life. There is no waiver for marriage fall. Don't take the chance. Immigration will have two or three opportunities to interview you and figure out if you're lying or if you committed fraud. And it doesn't matter whether they discover it a year later, five years later, 10 years later, if you're still not a US citizen, you can lose legal status. And in some places, even if you're already a US citizen, if they discovered that you got it from fraudulent means, they could take away your citizenship. Don't take a chance. Another example, employment fraud. Getting a job in the United States as an immigrant can be really difficult, especially if you don't have the proper documents. Lying about your work experience can not only affect your ability to get a job, but remember, authorities can take these matters very seriously, depending on what it is you lied about. If they catch you lying about something significant, like whether you have legal status or not, imagine what could happen if you forge documents like green cards, driver's license, passports, work authorization. While your intentions might not be bad, marrying your American friend or using a fake document to get a job, the consequences are serious and they're drastic. Fraud is fraud. No matter your intentions, you can lose any chance of achieving legal status in the US if you commit those fraudulent acts. Remember, don't do good things, that look bad, nor bad things that look good. I know that's a mouthful. It may seem that the path to legal status is straightforward if we just adhere to being a law-abiding citizen and lead an honest life. As I've taught you in our first two points, however, reality is there are other crucial things that can disqualify you, and it is essential to consider them if you want to have a successful legal path. You could be a saint, but if you don't have one of those nine paths, you could be a saint that gets deported. So it's not just about, are you a good person or not? It's do you have a path and is there anything in your past that disqualifies you like criminal acts or fraud or number three, previously denied application, very common way to disqualify you. Having one or several previously denied applications can negatively impact your immigration process because authorities will consider your denial history and more importantly, any information you put in those prior applications as they are reviewing your new application. When you hear on TV, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law, well here, it's anything you said in the past will be used against you forever. And by say, I mean even written down in an application. Immigration will ask you, if your answers today are different than an answer you provided in the past, are you lying today or did you lie in your prior application? They're gonna assume you did lie and then you have to explain why you didn't. Don't put yourself in that situation. Before I tell you what you can do, if you already have a prior denied application, let me give you some examples of why an application might be denied. Lack of eligibility. Okay, so this happens when you fail to prove that you are eligible for the relief you requested. It happens very often then uh, when someone's applying for a visa to enter the United States or someone comes to the United States and then applies for asylum. They make certain assertions, but at the end of the day, they can't prove them. If you can't prove their requirements, you're better off not applying. They're not gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. If you're not sure, check with an experienced immigration attorney before filing anything. You probably shouldn't be filing anything without an attorney anyway, but I understand some people do. Some things are more complicated than others, I'm just trying to share with you the consequences of making mistakes. So hopefully you avoid making those mistakes. So lack, you're not eligible. You apply for something you're not eligible for. Failure to view a deadline. Not submitting an application within a specified deadline or not responding to immigration requests for documents or information can result in the denial of your application. Take asylum, for example. You must file within generally, one year of having entered the United States or one year of when your authorized stay ended. If you don't file that application in time, you may have lost the opportunity to file. So filing later, not gonna really help you unless you have a really good reason and you fall under one of the exceptions. So lack of eligibility. Failure to meet deadlines. Now, maybe you filed for a green card application. Maybe the government asks you for more information, like a request for evidence or a notice of intent to deny, and you ignore that request. You never responded. Your application will then be denied. Well, if you're not gonna respond, then you shouldn't have applied in the first place. Another example of previously denied application can be used against you. Now, insufficient documentation. If your initial application doesn't include the required proofs or doesn't provide enough evidence to support the application, Lack of documents, such as proof of family relationships, financial evidence, or criminal background certificates can lead to a denial. I've said it in past videos and I'll say it again. Evidence is important. Each case is unique, and the reasons for denial can vary depending on specific circumstances in your specific type. So I understand this video is somewhat general, right? I can't cover every particular nuance of your individual case, but that's what you know, green card planning planning sessions are for to figure out your specific situation. If you've decided you're going to file an application, make sure you're eligible. Make sure you comply with deadlines. Make sure you provide sufficient documentation to prove your eligibility. If your immigration application has been denied, it's important to seek legal advice from an experienced immigration attorney like our team at Andesmecher Law, to understand the specific reasons for the denial to assist you with future applications. Let me give you an example. Just yesterday, I met with a client, helped her daughter get her green card based on marriage. Mom is 70 years old. Her father had filed for her. Her father was 90 years old, 15, 16 years ago. She went and she hired a different attorney to file for the second step of her green card application. Problem is, the attorney made a mistake. They filed the wrong thing in the wrong place. She's not eligible for a green card outside the United States. She has to leave. She got a denial. She didn't understand why it was denied, because somebody told her that this was the right thing to do. Well, it wasn't the right thing to do. They filed the wrong proofs. They filed in the wrong place, and she had zero chance of success. So in that example, she wasn't eligible. Step number one. It's not that she met a deadline. It's not that she didn't have enough documentation. She just wasn't eligible for what they said she was looking to achieve. Get her green card inside the United States called Adjustment of Status. She needed the consular process and she hired us to fix that. So in that case, she met with an attorney. That attorney just didn't focus on immigration and made a mistake. So who you hire is important. Number four, multiple illegal entries. This is a big one. There are various reasons why you might enter the United States without permission, and maybe you do it more than once, but it can have a significant impact on your process and your chance of ever achieving legal status in the United States. For today, we're talking about illegal entries, not you have a visa and you go in and out. You've never overstayed that visa. That's not a negative. However, if you entered with a visa and you left the United States before the visa expired, again, that's not, that's, not, that's not a problem. What a problem is, is either you entered without a visa or you entered with a visa and you overstayed, left and then came back without a visa. That would be an illegal entry. When my family first came to the United States, You know, I joke, they gave us six months because we came as tourists and we stayed 30 years. You know, we entered in 81, we were supposed to leave six months later, and we didn't. I didn't leave the country for over 15 years. Now, by that point, I was a green card holder. So that's a visa overstay. I entered legally, but I overstayed it. After I overstayed, illegal is illegal. What do we mean by multiple illegal entries? well, obviously multiple month mean more than one, right? It means you enter the country without the proper documentation or without going through the correct process. Even if you stayed longer than your visa allowed, it will have consequences depending on the length of your stay. And what are those consequences? Well, the time you spend in the United States illegally can penalize you for a certain amount of time before you can re-enter the country. It's called the three and ten year bar. Before you get discouraged and stop watching the video, let me tell you that there's an alternative for you and there's a waiver to fix this if you've been in the country for a Long time let's suppose you stayed in the u.s for less than six months without permission don't worry you can return to the united states uh, you can request you can return to your home country and request a visa to return and you're not going to be penalized because you're here less than 180 days but what happens if you stay for more than 180 days well if that's the case you're penalized for three years if you stay in the country more than 365 days again without permission consequences greater you're penalized for 10 years what that means is you enter the country illegally and were here for more than 180 days. You're, when you leave, you can't go back for three years or you're here for more than 365 days. When you leave, you can't go back for 10 years. Now, if you entered legally and overstated by over 180 days, the consequences are the same. There is a waiver. So that means if you overstay and you want to return, you can request to re-enter the United States in less time right but there's a separate process for that in many cases we can fix one illegal entry it's when you enter the united states illegally stay over the 100 days without permission leave the u.s and re-enter illegally a second time not having filed the waiver and not having waited the three or ten years that's where we have a problem it's also a problem if you're deported from the united states and you re-enter illegally not without waiting for the appropriate time Both of those can keep you outside the United States for over 10 years. There are ways to fix one illegal entry. There's in some cases, there's ways to fix more than one illegal entry or removal. It really depends on the 953 method, right? What is nine? What is the path you're choosing for? If in this case, we're talking about what disqualifies you, illegal entry. Well, so we have to look at the illegal entry in consequence to or in relation to the path that you're chosen. This gets complicated. I know. And I apologize for that. You know, in a green card planning session, that's when we go this in a lot more detail for your specific scenario. Again, big picture, you have to have a path. When you have a path, you have to make sure there's nothing in your path that can, that can disqualify you. And right now we're talking about the 953 method. And specifically we're talking about uh, multiple illegal entries. Now, if you're interested in knowing what some of these solutions are, I invite you to subscribe and activate notifications so you can be the first to watch the next part of this series on the 953 method, where I'm going to reveal how to fix some of these problems. So last video was about the paths. This one's about the disqualifiers. Next one is about the solutions. So far, we have explored four key points that could disqualify you from achieving legal status in the United States, being an exemplary citizen. I know, you're not a citizen, but you're acting like one, right? When you avoid illegal activities, it's crucial. So here in the United States, you don't get punished for doing the right thing. Here in the United States, you don't get rewarded for doing the right thing, but you get punished for doing the wrong thing in the immigration consequences. Multiple illegal entries, denied requests, fraud, criminal activities, these are four things that can disqualify you from addressing and from achieving legal status. And the fifth and final thing, the fifth thing that could disqualify you is an order of removal, meaning deportation. The order of removal is an official document issued by an immigration judge that states that a person must leave the United States due to their illegal immigration status or violations of immigration laws. Let me give you an example. Let's say many years ago, you were accused of a crime. You paid a fine. You were released from jail. It seemed like the problem was over. But years later, immigration finds you and tries to deport you. Now, it might seem impossible to obtain legal status, right? Remember, at the beginning of the video, I told you, no matter how challenging the situation may seem, there are solutions, which I will share with you in the next video. But before we say goodbye, I want to give you one last advice that can make a difference in obtaining legal status in the United States. If you're unsure of what to do, and you find yourself in a complex immigration situation, ask advice. From a professional. An experienced immigration attorney can be your guide in this process. You'll be thankful that you did. And we've reached the end of today's video. So today I shared five things that could prevent you from obtaining legal status in the United States. I know this video might be a bit discouraging. If you're going through any of these situations, don't worry. There are solutions that can help you. Tune in to find out in the next video. If you find this video helpful, please share it with anyone you think it could benefit. Remember to leave your questions and ideas for future videos in the comments section below. We look forward to seeing you in the next video. Until next time. Hey, did you like the video? I invite you to watch another video where I share more tips on how to protect your reputation as an immigrant. Until next time.